Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me at the table is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Always. It's the different table. Last time we were at that table. Now we're at this table. This table gets better reception. Should, should I should I point that out and say at the... At this table? At this table. At, at that the table. kitchen table. Well, that's also... That's a dining room table. Yeah, it's a dining room table. And this is like the... the kitchen table remember when we had like a table that was like three different things and now we have multiple tables it's nice moving on up <laughs> to claremont <laughs> where it hails not way to bury the fucking lead just like we're burying the lead right now with our guest today <laughs> oh did y'all hear about the mullets they're a three table family now <laughs> tables. they're, they're too well. good for us and our two tables and a picnic table out back let them eat tables <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Chaz Dudley. <laughs> so uh, it's always the Rip Camelucci and Charlie Williams are here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before I forget, I had planned because Rich has been trying to get back on the show for what now? Wait, back five, on the show? Five years? Back on the show? You yes, he's been on the show before. He was on the show. Oh. Tell me about that episode. He Do you was- know about this? No. I don't remember the episode. <laughs> what is this? What Am I about to learn Rich on? We're a minute and a half in and we're already off the rails. Tell me. <laughs> you tell the story. You right, tell fine. it. So, you started going into it. Yeah. So Rip. Well, the thing I was going to say before I forget was I was just going to ignore your existence and just let Charlie talk 99% of the episode. Wow. Just to piss you off. <laughs> You'd be like, I remember what you're thinking Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm still gonna subconsciously do that because i want to hear charlie's thoughts not yours but the reason why is because i don't want hate tweets anymore <laughs> rip was visiting was it for like something like a gainesville improv festival or something you were in town yes after you'd already been in town and you're like well i'm here i'm, I'm staying with you let's try this to knock was, out and an this episode. was when we lived in gainesville still? no no we were no we were, we were in the apartment i think, I yeah. think it was right after jillian was born he came for WrestleMania and he came back like two or three weeks later. Yeah, Rudy and I came back for uh, GIF. This was like in October, I want to say. Um, um, but yeah, and so there was some time to kill before I picked up Rudy at the airport. And so we watched the movie. That just was up on our docket. It was like, do you want to, you know, we can pivot. And you're like, no, we'll just do whatever you guys got coming up. What do you got coming up? And I'm like, Spaced Invaders, and you're like, what the fuck? Never heard of it. And which was a, a big movie from my childhood. Um, and you're the a, only one. It is a weird. No, other people have liked it. At least one person definitely likes it. Um, and it's the person that made that movie. We trashed this movie because it was hot garbage. Um, this weird kids movie about aliens who uh, were Jack Nicholson. One's a Jack Nicholson <laughs> impersonator. 
There's this cute, precocious little black kid dressed like a duck. It's wild. And dressed like a duck? Well, it's like Halloween. So like Oh, awesome. okay. Okay. Sorry. I had no I I yeah, had no pretense. No contact yeah. with that. There is no contact. I was just like, excuse me. Like just on the daily, this kid just dresses like a duck. Not like- You're just doing a, a fucking Stefan impression well, without the impression. Invaders. I'm like, what? Everything. What type of space invaders are coming? Is it? Are these children dressed as ducks? Uh, and I want to say, in the next six to eight months after we recorded this podcast, uh, I got hit up on social media's uh, DMs. It was either no, I thought it went to no, it Rich was, it, directly. No, it went to me, dog. It oh, went to you? Richie. Yeah, directly. they didn't. Yeah, they didn't even contact at Married with no. Movies. Because right. here's the thing: Richie. I was, I guess, particularly harsh yeah, on you, this. You were the one. You were the most. You the movie a one. You were the most vocal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> About um, the flaws. Well, when he hates something, he really dislikes it. Also, who knows? I probably wasn't at a great place in my life either. Um, <laughs> I do tend to project in my in my movie reviews. So you, you Follow me on Letterboxd, that rich cami. <laughs> you haven't been on the show. Since then, yeah, I've been, we, I've been soft banned. We can't allow it because the director hit him up in his DM saying, "Oh, the that's director. right." Yes. you told me that. I do remember Richard Hillo talking the story to me. It started very like almost like kind of like it was definitely passive aggressive. It's like you know, as a director of a, a fledgling movie in the early, just because a guy had a weird idea. That somehow Steven Spielberg liked because he was like somehow a producer on it. Like name dropping shit. No. Yeah. You're, you're excited when anybody's still talking about your movie 25 years after the fact. Yeah. Come to find out that you pile of shit just crap all over it. And I hope you feel good about yourself. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And who are you? And da 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 da. And uh, so I took a screenshot of it, took it to Mullet, and just be like, you know what? He's got a point. I've never been in a room with Steven Spielberg. And then I blocked him. Um, <laughs> Why isn't that uh, cease and desist printed out on your wall? Because <laughs> the because the, the the paper stock was not good enough. Yeah, Rich, you should have a wall of anger directed towards you. <laughs> My hater wall. Yeah, hater wall. Hater wall, Barry Windham. Uh, I, I calmed him down and was like, "It's fine." This guy followed this up by directing Baby's Day Out, so fuck him. Oh yeah. Oh, no, I ain't never worked with Vern, Vern Troyer before. Shit. I'm- I'm going to uh, advertise this episode more than anyone I have in quite some time and probably uh, tag him. Rich <laughs> 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 Camochi's back to love a goofy movie. The soft band. Space Inventors, directed by at, I don't Has know. been lifted. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, though, man. Hey, that was a scrappy bunch of, you know, cats working on that movie, and they, they made it look as good as they could, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure... Uh, uh, time's going to tell on that one, and I'm going to be on the ass end of that one, and I'll eat that crow, I'll tell you what. I do. T- I love how he's just, in the past five years, has gotten less abrasive and more passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. No, no passive-aggressive? What, what do I have to be passive-aggressive about? I'm in love. I got a dog that tolerates me. <laughs> Aww, those are two of the nicest things Rich has ever said ever. <laughs> I'm fucking high constantly. <laughs> I've never gotten as good of a compliment as Rich just gave. Angus. <laughs> Angus. <laughs> Angus to the 
list of guest stars. <laughs> we are new here, sorry. For this me. little motherfucker, this little piece of shit. Do you want me to put him up next to the mic and he can give sniffs? That's fine. I'm going to take it as, yep, you're darn right. I also <laughs> like Pauly Shore in this. Um, it's, it's, it's not Pauly Shore's, it is one, it's up there on his vocal performances because he just like fucking crushes it. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> Whatever reason, if this is the first episode you're listening to, hi. W- welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to uh, uh, an over, oh, geez, let's call it 55 years shared experience together. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh, God. I was doing quick maths. <laughs> uh, my wife and I are married, and we have a lot of movies. And uh, we talk about those movies. We talk about our lives. And, and we every, and hate month, talking to each other. Yeah, so we Alone. got to the point where we invited our friends who we like to talk to to talk about those movies and talk about their lives as well. And it just so happens that today we're joined by uh, my best friend, Rip Camelucci, and his, his girlfriend, Charlotte. And Angus. And Angus. Maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll see. He's sleeping, but... Nephew, what is he to me? I forget. What do we settle on? Your your uh your uh, nephew. Yeah, your nephew. nephew. Yeah, your nephew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, we we are all aware of your love of Angus. <laughs> uh, How's it going, guys? It's good. going good. Yeah. It's going well. Good. What we do up front before we get into the movie with all of our guest stars, we kind of get a lay of the land of your current watching habits. Um, with two massive, two massive. I'm sorry, two babe. I keep knocking for being here. The first one being, and we've gotten a lot of like, not weird answers, but sparse answers with this one. Yeah. But you two, I, I think, are going to buck that trend. What is the last thing you saw in theaters? Uh, Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. Yeah. Mario Brothers. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Same. So the same as us. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to see Dungeons and Dragons yesterday, but we called an audible, and we said. Fuck that. Well, we, we're gonna instead we a little, sweat our asses off walking around outside. Disney Springs and spend a lot of money. Like it's nobody's business. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a hooky day off of work yesterday. And well, I like, did not play hooky. I legitimately was off of work. I play by the rules. And wow. I lied about not feeling well to my boss. <laughs> I, can I, can I, I'm gonna send this episode directly to your boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides, I, I a transcript then. Good luck. <laughs> it's fine. Um, there was one once she did, and it freaked you out. Yeah, she like had um, like unread a bunch of stuff that you had marked oh, as she does, red. She does, oh, she does that when she needs to remember something. Well, then you're very good at your job. Like, um, we stop talking about my job. <laughs> Yeah, what's the deal, man? You gonna get a fucking uh, raise this year or what? I already did. Congrats! Congrats! Congratulations! So, what have you guys? So, so aside from uh, Super Mario, um, Mm -hmm. what was the movie before that that you guys saw in theaters? Um, it was. Oh my god! You got this. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I believe in you. Mario Brothers at. Mario Brothers is at Alamo. Alamo. And then the one we, it was, it was right before that. It was at Regal. It was at Regal. We went and ate at that British place afterwards. Yes. And it was just the two of us. And it was air. I got it. 
It was great. It was actually really, really good. It's a really compelling story, and the acting is very solid. Yeah, and and the fact that it like even attempts to reckon with the capitalism of it all. Yeah, uh, like it's like yeah, kudos to you. All right, thanks for at least acknowledging that this is kind of fucking weird to be like fetishizing a shoe even though that happens anyway yeah um i gotta say man it's also just like it was just a nice r-rated adult drama that was fucking very nice to see in in a room full of other adults and like i think a lot of people going into it i think it's going to be kind of a sports movie but it is 100 not a sports movie the the decision to this is not a spoiler to not have uh, uh, Michael Jordan in like a speaking role. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Thousand percent the right decision because Flushed. as soon as it's crushed. It, well, as soon as you do make that a speaking role, the story then becomes the casting of Michael Jordan right. and not the fucking movie. It distracts absolutely. From absolutely. It's, it's analyzing how he was. And yeah. Right. right. Just by ignoring it. It's fine. If the, if there was a showtime was around where we were looking to have our movie yesterday, I was going to recommend that because I really want to go see it. Yeah. Um, also, just a real come up for our guy who's been popping up in a few things Everything, lately. Everything, yeah. But I notice that uh, fucking holy bartender from Dogma has just been popping up in everything lately. He's on uh, Hello Tomorrow on Apple TV Plus with Billy Crudup. He's in Air. He plays like the guy who designs the fucking Jordan. Uh, he and he's in that uh, Dunkin' Donuts commercial with um with with Affleck. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, and you look it up, it's just like, oh yeah, this guy didn't do shit. Like after Dogma, keep getting them checks, buddy. And yeah. now he's just like, I don't know, fucking like reconnected with the Affleck, just like on fucking Utah Street Matthew or some Mayer. shit. Matthew Mayer, shout out to Matthew Mayer, yeah. you fucking bring back fucked up looking character. Just a goofy looking guy. Getting them checks like it, like let Buscemi pass that torch. He's old. He's tired. He works with fucking children. Don't be careful with that because last week I was talking about that Steve Buscemi light motherfucker from that thing you do. The guy from the Aaron Burr got milk commercial. Oh boy! He's like he's like the super fan of the wonders early on in that thing you do, and he's like in three scenes and he's terrible and he's like doing Buscemi eyes the whole time and it's just like no 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 I don't want to see you no. Don't don't embolden don't embolden every single character actor that looks like that. You know, like, we need Clint Howard. Yes, yes. Is all I'm saying. Um, well, next week's episode, I'm going uh, tomorrow by myself to go see Bo is Afraid, and I can't wait to be in a theater with Ooh. four other white dudes by themselves yep. as well, which is what I've done uh, with my last every Ari Aster, Ari Aster <laughs> movie you've gone Pretty to much see. Any any movie I go with go to by myself. It's like that same exact experience. So I look forward to uh, taking four hours of my life. Yeah, maybe you should reevaluate your choices. Maybe you should reevaluate your taste and actually no. go with me to these things. No, I don't think so. Don't when 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 you ask Sam to reevaluate her taste, let's not dig that grave, mullet. That is, yeah, <laughs> that's not. that's kind of really fucking you're setting yourself up for an own own goal right there my friend okay i'm gonna go open the window upstairs next time there's a hailstorm. <laughs> why do you keep threatening my toys because it's the only way i it's the only thing you care about <laughs> future money yeah this is why jedis couldn't have attachments yeah exactly <laughs> shut up <laughs> look behind you 
Um, <laughs> and what's the second question? Yeah, other- motherfucker, I am no Jedi. Ahsoka shouts, "What up?" The other thing we ask, which is a, is a dangerous question because of how with much- them. Yes. How yeah. Much, You're as fucked. Somebody that used to host a television podcast. <laughs> what are you just currently watching in general right now? You- oh. Do you want to go chronologically? Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to turn this into a Survivor podcast now? No. Oh, let's go for it. No. no yeah. <laughs> Yes, let's do it. I hate the season of Survivor. Caroline, do I think it's? There's nobody I like. I think Jam that. Jam. Why wouldn't you like Jam Jam? But I think that it is a better season that they've put on lately. I would. I think the game making has been game far and away better this season than past Excellent. seasons. Since COVID started and they shortened the the game. The, the days that they're on they have I think they are finally figuring out the like the how to work the cogs of the timeline that and is. make them game and make the play more intriguing to watch versus everybody just rushing to make moves that and also I think that they've like um they've just had their budget fucking slash yeah as well like I think it's very apparent like no one's talking about it but like this is like a fraction of the show that I started watching. Uh, where are our sponsorships? Where are where's our chi- where's our Applebee's? Yeah, where's that? We haven't had Chili's in a while. One positive: we don't have people pretending to be happy they're getting Applebee's. That's just the funniest part of the show. I don't absolutely. I promise you, this is recorded right now. If I'm on Survivor ever, and they're like, "Your prize today is going to be Applebee's," I'm gonna be like, "Jeff, I'm gonna sit out." <laughs> <laughs> I will go can, can I negotiate? Um, uh, uh, the birdcage I thought was brilliant. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I I did think it was dubious. Um, like just handing them the uh, extra note for the fake idol mm-hmm. because. Traditionally, if there's been a fake idol, it's been a manufactured fake idol. Right. And the game makers, the producers have had nothing to do with it prior. So that is a little bit like hand on the scale-ish type of deal. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought it was, it really did kind of come down to how you implemented it right. as well. I think it pushed the players to make that connection to make a fake idol earlier when they got into the birdcage and that's when because everyone did it like everyone made their fake idol rather than coming to the conclusion because every time we've ever seen a fake idol they come to the conclusion at the that certain point in the game that they need a fake idol to give to someone yeah um yeah or Uh, to show to someone and mullah and i have chatted about this offline um uh we we need to fucking stop with these puzzles Oh, yeah. Yeah, the puzzles are... Change the puzzles. When it gets to the point where they're printing them at home and practicing the exact same thing. Yeah. It's... it's Then it's like, okay, you gotta change it. I know know I've talked about it with with Rich, not on a recorded medium, possibly on a recorded medium as well. I want to stop having people that, like, love Survivor on Survivor. That too. That too. It's very much because... 
Interesting. And I like that a lot. TV has mm-hmm. to have a the super fans. And like, well, it has to be this like team experience. Like it's fucking survivor. I want villains. I want yeah. people that yeah. are trying to win a million dollars. Right. But I- Which. Go ahead. Which also plays into my theory of the Great British Bake Offification of Survivor as well, where everyone, it's just the casting has skewed more nice and agreeable and charismatic as opposed to, you know, conniving. And like, even like there was someone who was like lightly villainous and they'd like gave him a full on villain theme. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, but no, not the, not the same spice. Or if they do have that, when they're going to have a redeeming moment at some tribal counselor, yeah, they cry because their sister lost their foot, and it's just like they don't need that, like right. But it's it's just the game is very different now than it yeah. used to be, and yes, a lot of it is like characters. But Survivor went through a stretch where they couldn't get people to audition for the show. Yeah, they kept bringing people back. Well, they kept Which, bringing people back, and then they kept like recruiting models and and like celebrities, actors yeah. to be on the show. Yeah. And- hey, 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 hey! Emmy Award winner Mike White was on Survivor, so I don't know about struggling. Right, so, um, actually, the this could be a fun pivot to the, literally the last thing we were watching before we hopped on for the pod. Oh yeah. Um, but it would be very. I would love to see Survivor cast in like a jury duty style uh, where you get summoned to come play Survivor. That is so I think I think the biggest thing that Survivor needs is it needs people who don't know how to play Survivor. Right. And so to segue, Johnny and Jessica, uh, our our good friends uh, uh, and, and Arcade Audio family, Johnny and Jessica, um, just last night recommended to, uh, or two nights ago, recommended to us a show on, uh, freebie, which can be found on Amazon prime, uh, called jury duty, mm-hmm. uh, in which, uh, it is a docu-series, uh, covering, uh, uh, following a jury for a trial, uh, for the first time ever unprecedented access. Um, uh, and, uh, except, um, Everybody, but everybody involved in everything except for one person is an actor. Uh, There's one Joe Schmo. It's Joe Schmo. Yes. Yes. Uh, Johnny pitched to me as Joe Schmo meets the rehearsal. I love it. You you should just live with that. I know. I know. Hung up the call and I'd be watching them. I know. (laughs) It's, it is so far excellent, but also a show that none of us could ever have been on because like, Charlie would have been like, what episode of New Girl were you on? Because there are just like those fucking character actors that like, if you watch enough fucking TV like we do. They're on there. Like, it, they're there. And it's- Charlie sh- straight up just fucking had a jump scare out of her, out of the fucking couch. Because oh, yeah. she used to work with the, would- the, the person who plays the bailiff on the show second- at Second City. And I literally, I was like, is that Sheets? I was like, oh my God, that's, that's Rashida. Like, I'm. So proud of her. She's been in LA for like seven years and finally seeing her do like some big, big stuff because she's yeah, this is a big role, a big on, the role show. on the show. That's awesome. Well, that's yeah. On the second season of the Joe Schmo show, the, the, the target, like Natasha Leggero, way before she was a name, mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. drunk girl on the show, she stumbles oh. out and the and the 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 schmo is like, I think I saw you at a comedy club a couple weeks ago, right? And she's like, No. 
And then, like, looks at the camera, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Literally two minutes in, and we are sick. So, all I gotta say is keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Because um, there are also, so the, the, the reason why I segued to this is because uh, the, the one non actor, um, there are some like pop, very fun pop culture things, okay. uh, with yeah. him on there. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, it was a crapshoot as to whether or not this random fucking person that they selected was, is going to like be tapped in and no, or it's going to go right over their head. Um, and that's what they fucking need with survivor. Um, but fucking jury duty. Absolutely. Finally got her watching Succession. I'm on the I'm on the Succession I, train. At this point, I'm just gonna wait until it's done. It's on. It's on its last list. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a really heavy power watch, but you take a week, and if you really like have the time, you can like bust it out. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I, as I mentioned before, Hello Tomorrow with Billy Crudup. It's interesting. Uh, it's a cool aesthetic, though. Um, also, uh, making my way through Mythic Quest. Uh, still we're making my way. We haven't started Schmigadoon yet. Not yet. Season not two. Season, yeah. um, we uh, uh, are also just dallying through uh, Archer and It's Always Sunny. Archer, Always Sunny. We also just started um, uh, Shrinking. Oh, yeah, which Shrinking. Been, really? Which has been good. We're three episodes into Shrinking, Yeah, I think? we're about three episodes into Shrinking. Yeah. Really good. Uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Um, That's like appointment TV, like every week. Yeah. I forgot like, yeah. last week, because I, what did I have last Wednesday? I came you home went later out. for something. You went out. You you had something for work. I don't, yeah, something for work, and I came back, she's like, we're watching Ted Lasso before we go to bed, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. Dog, Perry fucking Mason is my shit. Oh, the HBO one with Matthew? Yes. I mean, I love Perry Mason back in the day. But season one, Matthew Reese, Lily Taylor, Tatiana Maslany, John Lithgow, Shay Wiggum, Need I Say More, Chris Chalk, uh, Stephen Root. Uh, you didn't need to say more. You didn't say Stephen Root. I, I, cause that's how stacked this fucking cast is. Oh, season two, fucking uh, Shay Wiggum back. Uh, uh, fucking, um, oh, God. Uh, 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 uh. Ne- uh, Nepo baby, Rosemary. Um, the wit? Uh, no, not the wit. Uh, from Law and Order. Um, uh, not Orbach. Uh, what's uh, what's one of the other Rosemary fucking DAs? Donaldson. No, not Donaldson. Rosemary Maloney. Rosemary Hargitay. Rosemary <laughs> T. <laughs> <Rose>. <laughs> Although a nice rosemary tea is is very That's refreshing. Uh, oh, we started beef. We haven't finished watching beef yet. Uh, oh yeah, we also started beef. I almost canceled on you because I was like, "How the fuck can we not keep watching beef?" We've <laughs> also started beef. beef. Ali Wong is incredible in that show. So like good. Stephen Young goes without saying. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit, Ali Wong! It is maybe already one of the best facial performances I've ever seen in three ever. episodes. Yes. And then we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the show we just finished in order to watch to Beef. Yeah, which I believe oh. you guys have also finished. Well, I would we, hope so. What are you in it? Um, we just finished Poker Face. And so uh. it's been a joy to watch Charlie every week, <laughs> every day um, on our TV. So. Uh, Catherine okay. Waterston! I hope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care, Rich. We're past this. 
we're talking about Charlie now. We're talking about Charlie. Yeah, we're um, about Char- legitimately. And I like was blown away that her character name was also Charlie. She and kept forgetting every fucking episode. I mean, oh, Charlie! It's Charlie. It's Charlie. But you, mean, like, you mean she I kept finds- forgetting, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, her name is." Charlie. Her Charlie and Wowzers. And drinks beer. hand that strangers love. And if yeah. <laughs> even alt right dogs <laughs> have an affinity for. I mean, let's be fair. If we were to ask Angus a few questions and he could speak, I don't want to know what's going on. That is. We, that is. We, we, we don't just, talk about that it. Is, that is canon. That is that is just real life canon. Angus is struggling this week now that Tucker Carlson's off the air. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. Shit. Look how depressed he is. So Ears sad. down. <laughs> In honor of the bow tie you're ta- being taken off. And, and Angus is, is gay, so Don Lemon hurt just as much. <laughs> yep. 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 Angus is absolutely our little, our little gay boy. He humps. Have you analyzed every single person that works on that show to see if you have any standing to sue them? Oh, no, I haven't. Should I? No, because that's just been Natasha Leone forever. That's though. also true, because Natasha Leone has always played that type of character. I still think you have some ground. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I agree. I do work around a lot of writers and producers, I, so maybe I do. I honestly it. think it might yeah. just straight up come down to birthdays. <laughs> Point, we yeah. should check it or or it might just come down to a race to fucking copyright you <laughs> yeah. can we copyright me? let's file some patents uh... <laughs> you are ip <laughs> you, should, you should change your name <laughs> on all... i wouldn't call her intellectual property <laughs> you and my mother both <laughs> <laughs> on all social media to your name with the little copyright logo after it. 100%. <laughs> Special character I think you can add. Um, what was your favorite episode? Of, oh man, that's a great question. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, probably the Low Roll episode because that's also the episode with the, do- with the dog. I loved the Low Roll episode. I, I also loved the um, the uh, nursing home Oh, yeah. Episode, the old lady episode. I just thought that hit on so many levels. I I think the hardest I've laughed on a non-Ted Lasso moment of a show, as far as I can remember, is when she's like tasting the wood and the doctor's turning goes, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I literally had to rewind it twice. (laughs) An amazing like one line from a fucking beat actor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that'd be my favorite. Yeah, what about you guys? Uh, Uh, Mine is, well, I think hands down the, the, uh, the old movie monster episode. Yes. Yeah. Nick Nolte, Cherry Jones. Great. Uh, and then great episode. I yeah. didn't really think anything of it. I just thought like, oh, this is a cool Phil Tippett episode. And then I learned that he actually like mi- uh, designed the creatures. Yeah. Uh, and then I listened to uh, that episode for uh, the Prestige TV podcast uh, and and had a whole newfound respect for it because like the balls on Ryan John, that motherfucker ain't never making another Star War ever again. <laughs> Accusing Kathleen Kennedy of straight up murder. <laughs> yeah, I think he's good. I think he's got that half a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh no. 
Yeah, that's that's that, yeah, that and, and and it's proven out by making a fuck you episode of television <laughs> with Nick Nolte and Jerry Jones. Good. Yeah, very excited for a second season of that. We're three episodes into beef, which I'm going to try to pile through because it's incredible. But yeah, appointment TV with Ted Lasso, and I feel like I'm missing something. What are we? Oh, missing I something mentioned too. Barry earlier. I'm, I'm I need to watch the most recent most recent episode of Barry. We are caught up on Barry. Yeah. Did you just say we caught up on Barry? I feel like we're missing one more thing. Uh, well, we finished Mando. Mando, we yeah. finished Bad Batch. Bad is Batch. been over. Um, we are uh, uh, an Ahsoka household yes. through and through. Yes. Um, in this uh, uh, here, so. We really, uh, well, well uh, I don't want to speak for you, mm-hmm. but we look at this disappointing season of Mandalorian as an opportunity for Ahsoka to be one of the best things ever, as Dave Filoni apparently shifted his focus from Mando to Ahsoka solely. I don't necessarily find this season of Mando disappointing. It was very uneven. It's uneven, but also, I mean... We 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 really do need to start as Star Wars fans really picking our battles with our storylines because you can either like I think you're the type of person that really loved the first two seasons of Mando because it had a lot of lore wrapped up into it. We saw Luke Skywalker, we saw Ahsoka, we saw all of these things. Yeah. And now we have this third season of Mandalorian, which you know, encompasses kind of like a different type of lore that isn't as 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 mainstream, and and we're just fighting for Mandalore. This happens on Mandalore. I feel like we could have like a three hour. I know, I know. We can't. So we I'm can't just gonna nip that in the butt there. But I, for a different podcast. We've been largely. We didn't watch any Book of Boba Fett. We haven't watched any of this Mandalorian season. Didn't watch Andor. Like, yeah, we're very behind because that, we have that, so much to watch. Yeah, and between yeah. that MCU, I'm just like. I kind of feel. Oh yeah. I, I like how Sam was like. I'm sorry. We're just we're behind because we have so much to watch. But I thought you were just gonna say we have a child and we're so busy. I mean, that like, too. we have a child, and instead of watching Mandalorian, we just started watching uh, Legends, of, Legends the of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. So like we just rewatch shit like that. So she's watched like a lot of Keenan and Cal, all of Keenan and Cal, mm-hmm. right? I a know. lot of all that. I think she's going to be the coolest like, kid in the whole world, isn't she? Our stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we do start watching something. Like, we started watching Miss Marvel with her. She wants to watch it. We get, like, an hour and a half from when we're all done with work before she goes to bed. So yeah, it, it, it makes it very difficult. That. Yeah. But that's okay. One other thing I forgot to mention that I am in the process of binge watching, kind of, because of the bootleg DVDs I bought from Megacon, oh, is Celebrity Deathmatch. Um... It was my favorite show for about three or four years. Because uh, you were one of those kids in high school. The fuck does that mean? You know what it means. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and <laughs> it holds up. It's still great. Uh, I wish that I'd, it was a better version, but that doesn't exist anywhere else. So I have to do with what I am dealing with. So I'm in like, I'm probably like 30 or 40 episodes in. I put it on when I'm working at home. So, you know. Uh, the last show, I want to tee you up for this one. The last show, uh, Charlie was real. Oh, sorry. Second to last thing we'll say, Charlie just did a Brooklyn Nine-Nine rewatch. Yes. Fucking yes. highly recommend. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, but aside from that, Charlie started bringing uh, one particular show uh, into the house in uh, eight-minute increments. Go ahead. Bluey. Oh. oh. 
Chloe. That was my guess. Oh. It's so good. It. It's... You should check out my Instagram at Jam with Your Fam <laughs> for all of your <laughs> parenting <laughs> memes. That you I did use. not do that on purpose. Yes, thank you, Richie. Just follow the Bluey account that is becoming your account. Uh, there. Follow me at Jam with Your Sam. It's a much catchier uh, name than whatever the Bluey it's Moms. Like Bluey Bluey or something. No, it's like at Bluey Moms or something. They, uh, for Record Store Day, which was just this past weekend, they um, uh, released, I didn't get it, a new Bluey album uh, with a really cool, I didn't get it. <laughs> Say it a third time. Maybe she won't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> just to remind you i didn't yeah. get it and the reality fucking set in i didn't get the fucking thing okay did you be a man what did you pick up be a man the randy savage album that was also available oh no i didn't well now you You're... got both of us mad i didn't both of your wives are angry. Shut up. both of your wives want to beat your ass <laughs> it's been about 45 minutes we should probably <laughs> no hold on now i gotta talk about Talk about the Randy <laughs> What, what would you sound have like? to do? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do it again? Whack it off! <laughs> hey, hey, you're hey, both idiots. Hey, Charlie, can you ask Macho Man Randy Savage where he's not going? Hey, Macho Man Randy Savage, where are you not going? Yeah, we're not going to the airport. <laughs> the movie we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, Rich and Charlie selected. Uh, oh, it, fuck. It, oh, good. I'm glad you cracked a rib on Okay, I cracked the ribs, you son of a bitch. Well, this is your one chance. Did, I, did I not tell you that I cracked my ribs Richard, over a week ago? At least you got them doing something important, like improv. The second time I've cracked my ribs doing improv. No, when you threw through that window, I didn't think you cracked your rib, did you? I bruised them. Oh, bruised. Okay, sorry. Yeah. This guy's been hobbling around the apartment for a week with cracked oh, ribs. Of course he has. Yeah. And he's Sorry. on another improv show with his little ribbies. Continue. I'm a soldier. <laughs> I'm an <laughs> improv <laughs> soldier. Very <laughs> random. Ribby was a character in the, the rib mascot. It was very funny. Uh, if you're new to the guest star show, uh, we ask our guest stars to send us a list of five movies and we pick from that list. Uh, Rip being Rip and Charlie being as outstanding as they are gave us a list of six movies, which was fine because one of them technically did not count because it is against the rules. Um, the Fast and the Furious is part of a series, so oh, I don't give a not- fuck when it comes to Fast and Furious. That rule doesn't apply to me, but still, go ahead. <laughs> I, know, that's why I, that's why I just totally ignored it, and I was I was fine with it. So uh, your list was, and I will share it as soon as I pull it up here on my list. There we go. Uh, any given Sunday, all dogs go to heaven. Mm. Nacho Libre, and the second uh, group of people that have tried to get the Prince of Egypt on the show. Yeah, uh, all those yeah. movies may be watched at the end, uh, the beginning of next year, because they are eligible for um, a category. Sam, how do you just continue to allow Mullet to be so anti-Semitic on this show? <gasps> on the show, or and for- get him. Well, I'm just asking him. specifically on this show. Get him on the show. Or- oh, I represent it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a long time ago. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. You can't stop the beat. So instead, we chose. <laughs> we chose. Oh, I can't wait for you to watch Jury Duty. 
we chose a goofy movie, mostly because it's gonna really piss off Augie. <laughs> yeah. oh, were we supposed to call him? Uh, uh, shout out on the show. I don't want to have to deal with his bootleg phone <laughs> reception outside of his hockey rink right now. Uh, let me read the box. A goofy movie. <clears throat> Two thumbs up, says Siskel and Ebert. Disney's legendary comedian stars in his very first full-length motion picture, a goofy movie. Packed with so much outrageous fun and adventure, it inspired the hilarious sequel, an extremely goofy movie, which we'll get to. This rockin' and rollin' modern-day story finds the lovable Goofy bonding with his teenage son Max on a cross-country road trip. But en route to the old fishing hole, they find themselves up to their floppy ears in misadventure. Will Max learn there's nothing wrong with taking after dear old dad, even if he is a little Goofy? The question is answered in the show-stopping finale when Max and Goofy, quote, crash the stage at the wildest rock concert ever. Filled with action-packed comedy, narrow escapes, even a dangerously close encounter with Bigfoot, Disney's critically acclaimed hit comedy is a delightful adventure your family will love taking again and again. Goddamn fucking essay! You almost messed that up right at the very beginning. That box gives away way too much of this fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, that's so much of that was unnecessary to include. Like, you didn't have to give that, that shout out to Bigfoot. You didn't have to the, give that the, away. You no, know, sure, that was like the second one. I was just like, what are we doing? There was one, they get to the concert and they, okay, so there goes that tension. And then, yeah, we, we big, big, big foot's in the picture. Like, come on. Some, leave something up. Like, you just give us the themes, you know, parental tension. I'm starting to a crush. The back of the DVDs, because this DVD came out uh, probably the mid 2000s, if I had to guess. I can try to find an actual date on it. I will. But like this used to be the trailer. Like now trailers give away everything, right? Yeah. We found with this era of DVDs, it's just way too much information. Like if I'm buying the movie, odds are, uh, sure, I know what's happened because I've seen it and I like I want to experience it forever. But just just in case, leave sure. Well, I mean, like how many how many like movies like find an audience? You know, post yeah on on home video. Yeah, that's uh, especially uh, you know considering they're, they're they're the pioneers of the vault. You know, they don't they they're no slouches when it comes to a home video experience. I mean, I think you can argue that this one is very much a movie that found an audience because I mean, let's just we're off the bat trying to talk about the history of this movie in that this was at the critical point of like the Katzenberg era. And how this was just kind of released because, like, well, it's done. Like, fuck it. You know, they very easily could have... Ba- they, they did bury this, essentially. Yeah. Released. It was hardly promoted. Um, Goof Troop, I think, had been off the air or was about to be off the air. Um, and it did the, well, They never. They've never done anything like this then or since really because like when you think about the, those core disney characters like unless you count fantasia or like the three caballeros or something like that you know yeah, like those those weirdo like i don't consider them like feature movies no yeah. they're definitely not original movies yeah you know like this is the first time they're given one of their you know core characters their own feature length film original story uh 
and and of all characters to choose, they chose Goofy. Let's I, fucking go. I think that that was such a strategic move um, by the by the screenwriters specifically. Um, so Goofy is such like he's always been such an underrated character. You can we can do like what this movie did for Goofy is what Ducktail Ducktales did recently for Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. Um, which is making him like such an important father figure to other characters that we've come to love and adore, like Max. And uh, was this the first? Um, this is not the first we've seen of Max. No, because right? there was Goof Troop. Troop. Goof Troop. And, yeah, and it was a show. This. And then so we've seen we've seen these uh, you know like bringing out these father figures in the Disney like afternoon verse, which is what I think it's technically called. Um, and then bringing like such a hard heavy story to what we're watching but also making it very strategically disney is insane to me the fact that it's so endearing and like serious at parts but still funny because it has to be and it's all predicated on fucking goofy mm-hmm. that goes like is such a fucking like ballsy mic drop for the people that made this and that's why it's so infuriating that it wasn't big then it's now you know we went to disney springs yesterday mm-hmm. and i feel like almost every store has, has. powerline merch yeah. yeah something with max on it or like goofy featured kind of like from this era yeah like we haven't seen them since this movie basically yeah. other than the this very small they had goof goofy had one um episode uh in ducktales yeah um, and we see Max in it, but only in a picture. And so we haven't seen them in in how many years? And they're they still have so much merch out. I think that's such a testament to how uh, iconic this movie, like I, legitimately, I, I, is. Absolutely. So I forgot to ask off the top why? Who was the one of the two of you? It probably was a mutual choice, but who was the one really championing it? Yeah, it was what I figured. And well, Charlie, uh, <laughs> Charlie, for those of you. <laughs> Who are actually listening to this podcast? Um, Charlie. Yeah, sorry. Audio medium, uh, despite the fact that I've been on like a thousand podcasts. I'm the least experienced one at this table in in this conversation. Yeah, you're doing all right. Um, so, uh, did you see this in theaters? No, um, I am also a part of the the. Uh, my story with the Goofy movie is I'm a, I'm also a part of like the VHS experience of this movie because I remember for I can't remember it was like my sixth or seventh birthday we had like a lot of my classmates come over a lot of, like a girls' night you know like a sleepover and we went to like the skating rink or something had a party before and then went back to my um our our house in uh, you know Rock Hill South Carolina. And I remember just being like, I really wanted a Goofy movie for my birthday. I wanted to unwrap it and everything. And I'm like, I'm not a brat or anything, but I remember just like being like, I told my mom, I was just like, I really wanted my friends and I to watch a Goofy movie tonight. Um, but I didn't get it for my birthday, even though I asked for it. But it's okay. Oh, shucks. It's probably not what happened, but I'm painting myself in the best light I possibly could here. Uh, my mom told my dad, he's like, my mom says, your dad's going to run to the grocery store and get you guys some more snacks. And while my dad was out, he went up and bought a Goofy movie. And then it was like, here's your last birthday present. You know, and we watched it that night. And I just 
that was like such a weird seared core memory for me. And so now it's like when Goofy movie hit Disney plus, I was like, I'm watching this as like every year. Cause it's just like such a great movie. Yeah. I remember seeing it in theaters and not really thinking How anything of it. Uh, so it came out in 95. So I was eight. Mm. And where were you sitting? Uh, probably in between my in between mother your parents? and probably my mother, and my grandmother, um, if I had to guess, because this was pre my dad. Um, so, which is weird. I'm not giving anybody any context to it. Uh, <laughs> so, and I got the VHS. Like pretty much anything I saw in theaters, like I showed any kind of in, like indication that I liked, I got on VHS. And that VHS, like the clamshell era, like like was like one of the prettiest like covers. It was just it so was great. Blue and it, it was, was very like, bright, it was a Disney vibrant, colorful, very, yes, aesthetic. Vibrant. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so I just watched it all the time. It's super short; it's seventy-eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So that made it more accessible than other ones. Not that you know, you God damn it's right. Sixty-eight minutes, and they cramped it that concentrated of a story. Cruises. Close my mind. It cruises. There's no fat. On the bone, no fat on there's it. no cheese on that tower. <laughs> Rich, do you have a, do you have a fond memories of this movie as a kid? Uh, pretty sure I saw it in class. It was one of those days where it's just like we don't want to teach you anything. Mm-hmm. So I, you, bring, I used to bring part of public schools, baby. Class. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like you'd bring. It's like, can we watch mm-hmm. this for not doing anything? And like, sure. Yeah, as long as it was like G-rated. And so I brought the Beatles' Help one time. And let me tell you, that's not a G-rated movie, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> They're like sacrificing virgins five minutes in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were all in elementary school. In elementary school. Yeah, of course. yeah it was all the same, yeah. We're all mm-hmm. When did we go to middle school? When we were... We're 98. Uh, how yeah. old were... Oh, like 12? Yeah. So, like, Augie was in middle school when this movie came out. I just wanted to point <laughs> that out. Augie <laughs> yeah. was 12 when this was in theaters. Augie <laughs> was in middle school. Oh, yeah. You could have bought a ticket to this. <laughs> Augie, you can argue that this movie, this movie is about Chase Augie's life. You can argue this movie is about Augie and his dad if his dad lost like 350 pounds. Um. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Pete and PJ. <laughs> That's about them later on. Yeah. Then and now. Then and now. That's about them during the Harmon era. Um, so, yeah. Oh, let me tell you, Goof. So, yeah, this movie just for our age group of course you have the core of little mermaid and aladdin beauty the beast and lion king like the renaissance yeah but Mm -hmm. this holds such a special place because of how much of like a uh almost like a groundswell of just appreciation had to come well this fucking rips you and and, yeah and it's that tv show like something we watch after school right somebody mentioned it's that disney after school like we watched it every day and then like that grew it what, into what years we again? need to make a movie mm-hmm. of this. Whereas like with Little Mermaid and things like that, it was kind of the opposite. Like they made those TV shows after the success of the movie. So it was kind of like that opposite, um, like, you know, satisfaction of we love these well, characters, we love these stories. And, and, and you know, you, you both set the landscape here. You know, you mentioned the the – Little Mermaids to your Lion Kings to your Beauty and the Beast, even through like 95, you got your uh, uh, Hunchbacks and your uh, Herculeses and, and Pocahontas. And uh, uh, but and so you could say that this one, a goofy movie, really does stand out. 
above the crowd. Even if you have to shout out loud. And it does. <laughs> so is that so I think the music and the power lane character is a primary reason of like being a product of its time so much. Sure. Sure. But I think that looking back on it, mm-hmm. you saw Powerline twice in this fucking movie. Well, arguably. Yeah, technically once. Arguably, yeah. right, yeah. right. You saw, uh, you know, someone parading as Powerline. And then you saw the actual Powerline once. And in my opinion, you know, a, a rushed uh, introduction of it, right? And it's not even like a, a main character. Um, in the concert, it's kind of like he's just joined by everybody else. So it's like, and I love Powerline. I have yeah. a Powerline shirt, my favorite shirt, my most comfortable shirt. That I wear it all the time. But Powerline's one of my favorite characters. But it's like looking back, it's like, and I think that says a lot about the storytelling. It's like everyone, like, reveres Powerline mm-hmm. as like a character and like you know this you know pop star and like everything like that. And it's like you really <laughs> see him like. 1.5 times in this See, movie? I'm going to kind of push back up against that perception of Powerline because I I feel like that is just kind of a um, uh, it's the songs. It's it, it, them more than the character, you know? Like, you think of the songs and, you, and, and when you think Powerline before, oh yeah, and the songs are from a Goofy movie. I don't, I, you know, it is kind of like, we got kind of like a chicken and the egg sort of thing going on here. But like, you know, I mean, to bring it up, like, uh, you know, like that the only reason I know the name Tevin Campbell is because of the songs in this movie. Um, and it, uh, I, I do, I, it's, it's such a great, the other thing about this, and it wasn't at the time because it was it was contemporary at the time, but this is such a great fucking period piece of the 90s. Like between yeah. the like the 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 clothes that the characters wear, the the music, the attitudes, uh the 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 setting all around, like if they were to we uh, uh, sometimes chit chat, you know. Well, I feel like we were recently talking about like the the live action remakes, and I was just like, if if they weren't fucking cowards they'd make animated remakes of live action movies. Um, But this one in particular, I think that they should also something that they do on a quite an expert level is I, this is like begging to be made into a fucking Broadway show. Broadway show. Like 100%. The story, the, like even the parts that don't have songs, like boom, Bigfoot song, boom, uh, uh, fucking uh, high dad soup song. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, the, yeah. out Pete and Pete yeah. a little bit more, and they get absolutely, like, yeah. Roxanne gets a song. Mm-hmm. After today is fucking is fucking uh, 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 Bell. Uh, it's a great ensemble piece. If Gilbert Godfrey can get two songs in Return of Jafar, we can give Pauly Shore a song. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Um, I think I will go even further into this view of Powerline. As saying that yes, Powerline has a lot of power with the music in in and and his image in in the film, but but what he represents for everybody. Remember, like everybody that's watching him is ex- especially for Max is acceptance mm-hmm. and, and going like an ideal and the ideal yeah, yeah. the 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 cool. vision of that. And so going and actually grabbing it would be Max's greatest strength. And maybe Goofy's weakness by not 
realizing what acceptance is because Goofy just doesn't care. I get one, this is an incredible read <laughs> on the character of Powerline that that has been approached. Uh, but also, I love the idea of Powerline being the green light in The Great Gatsby. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go in another direction. It's like, take this. I did too. Lover. You didn't tackle this in, <laughs> in the corner. Oh, my God. If not, if for anything, it gave us a goof. Was it goof on the stoop? No, it was uh, the, the goof on the a corner, goof. I think is what it was called. I thought it was the goof on the stoop. The, no, because you're, you're, you're having your 90s shit crossed with Hey Arnold. The penultimate episode of Atlanta, which is basically like a top five show all time for me now. Right. Was a mockumentary on, on a goofy on movie. On the making of this movie mm-hmm. because it was done by a fictional black head of Disney. And yeah. how this movie is, you know, telling okay. We we both had it so close, but so off. Yeah. Uh, the goof who sat by the door. Oh. Okay. But he was sitting somewhere. You guys. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like you can read a lot into this. Like one of the things I took away from it this time was like this movie in seventy eight minutes did what every fucking modern Disney movie has now tried to do for ten years about the true villain of your of the movie being like your family and the relationship and dealing with it all and like all those movies now and i've talked about it yeah they're, they're mm-hmm. so there's not ham- a villain in this they're movie so fucking ham-fisted yeah. and they're so obnoxious That's- and they just mm-hmm. beat you. And it's like, what trauma did these people go through? Did they not watch a Goofy movie? That was resolved right back then. I, yeah, sometimes I was, the conflict is you just need to communicate. Well, I was I was literally about to say the true villain of this movie, a Goofy movie, because it does have one, is lack of communication. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Nobody talks to each other. Max doesn't talk to Roxanne. A Goofy doesn't talk to Max. Max doesn't talk to his dad. Goofy doesn't talk to Pete. There's so many things. That's the villain is communication. And then the end of the movie is them realizing that that villain doesn't really exist and they communicate with each other. Like that's the, that's the climax. And it's excellent. Now I will say, I do believe this is my first full viewing of this movie since having a child and watching this now and having so many scenes become my like, not too distant fear was a totally different like completely like, different experience the lester's possum part section was like oh my god i can totally see myself putting my kid through this oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. i can 100 percent see like that is now my I, my direction i think my favorite thing is that i do that to my parents but it's the opposite i i drag them to disney world and they're just like i fucking hate this and i'm just like it's a small world <laughs> just like don't you love everything about disney and my mom was like i'm in a walker you bitch <laughs> 104 degrees yet she insists on fucking being there <laughs> But also, like, that fear, like, Sam and I joke about it all the time when, like, uh, what happened the other day with something with Jillian where, oh, like, her music in the car, we have, like, a playlist for her. And she doesn't want to listen to, like, all of her Disney Junior stuff anymore. Ugh. She wants to listen to, like, Olivia Rodrigo already. and it's But like, not Olivia Rodrigo. She wants to listen to the kids' bop version. And I said, we don't listen to that shit in this house. Quote, unquote. And <laughs> she got upset. And I said, look, if you're going to listen to it, you're going to listen to the real thing. So I'm not that mean of a parent, um, but I, I very much 
been like sad I don't about, believe oh, him. <laughs> she's not oh, I our don't. little she's not our little girl, our little kid anymore. So like the high dad soup soup scene, I'm so glad you didn't look over at me. No, I, I was, did. I, I saw I you were like crying. I was, I was like, I'm crying in a fucking goofy movie. Yeah. I just I just every year we get closer to me buying Jilly her first suck my butt hat, and I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> give that hat to her she's just gonna start saying that to like her friends you just here's the thing here's the thing parents if you if you, give, if you give her that hat you have to make it you have to make her agree to to not wear it to school <laughs> okay not okay i tried i tried <laughs> sam i tried also this is a child that still thinks uh uh, uh stupid is a bad word well, so. no, it is a bad word it is a bad word. No, but I told her it's okay in certain cases. Uh, <laughs> because it is. Some things are stupid. Not people. They are, but we'll get that later. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> w- like watching it now is like... I can't wait till she high dad soups you. Through <laughs> the eyes of Goofy was like kind of wild to me. Like, oh no, I got high dad soup. Like the whole stretch of Possum Park to the Bigfoot stuff, which is fucking hilarious. And then being stuck in the car and the emotional scene and then the map, and like it ends with the artistic, like the note gets ripped, the, the letter gets ripped up, and the the I lied in the wind. I was like, they fucking bury this movie. This is fucking art. Like who? Like, Yo, why was this not a priority to them? Straight up, during the whole throughout the whole movie, I kept turning to Charlie and going like, fucking shots. We got shots in this movie. Yeah. We got transitions the, the in the motherfucker. Cinematography in it is it's great, really good. It's it is it is. It is crazy the quality of what's happening in this movie the quality of, of cinematography the quality of vocal performances because bill farmer did not need to do what he fucking nope. did for probably way under under fucking what he should have been paid i, I don't want to step I on agree. any purity I, I think it's one of the best voice acting performances of all time of all time one i i i do not disagree i think i 100 you are on you are on point there. He's goofy. He's <laughs> no, my eyes are popping out of my head trying to say that. Exactly what we said last night. I was just like, this is fucking goofy. Yeah. And this is the Hayuk man. <laughs> and we're sitting here weeping because he just wants to connect with son, but he doesn't know how. I just want to be part of it. I was like, God, <laughs> yeah, man, he just want to be part of it. Christ. Uh, and nobody else but you. <laughs> That's a banger. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then every like even the non-power line songs like as soon as um mm-hmm. uh uh what is it the uh, the day after today or I think oh, uh, yeah after today yeah beginning the first song the very like, first song I'm like as soon as like the den the den I'm like hold I'm ready to get up and stand on my couch. yeah yeah this song fucking rips and it's a fucking tell me that's not a big Broadway ensemble number like uh uh and and fucking um uh, out on the open road yeah mm-hmm. yep. And tell me, like a Disney, pro- like on stage production of like the uh, the the like all the the uh, the fucking car, the waterfall, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, goddamn. So just it's seriously such an incredible, well-rounded, well-crafted, uh, just so so finely honed piece of 
of of of work uh that it the only thing that bothered me and i didn't even realize it until charlie you pointed it out um was the 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 ample amount and featuring of all them goof grippers uh because we sure had a lot of goofy a lot of shoes feet. off that was goofy feet that was big old grippers no, out, you're, man. take one now take one off they got four. Oh, that's right Oh, I'll tell you even worse. You didn't see Tarantino did a rewrite of this? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Tarantino's well, also, goofy movie. What did the uh uh one of the writers, what else did they do? So so here's the thing. We're gonna get into the writers. If you want to get into the writers, we can do it right now. Sure. Because I'm gonna go down the list of the writers of this of this film. But Molly, um, you know how I feel the, about the feet. So is, um Brian Pimentel, and he really hasn't done anything other than his he directed Bambi 2, which also is kind of a banger. Um, Bambi 2, it doesn't need to be as good as it is, but it is, it is decent. Yeah. Um, it's not up there, but it is good. Uh, the, the second one to write this movie is, um, Jim Madden, um, who is a classic Disney writer. He wrote for Goof Troop, Tippendales, um, Gummy Bears, uh, uh, you know, Darkwing Duck. Like he's been all over the map. He is a classic Disney writer. Okay. Now, the the third one that I want to talk about is Chris Matheson. I know me some Chris Matheson. And if you know who he is, he the only thing he's done other than a goofy movie that has made any <laughs> any weight is he wrote every single Bill and Ted movie. And Ed Solomon, those those two. Which blew my mind when I found that out. It, um, has, it has that scene. It really does. Party on carefree. Mm -hmm. Yes. Innocence to it. That yes. It's just honestly lacking well, in movies. Well, because mm -hmm. that's what like our childhood was. And I, it, I was going to say it was a very 90s thing. It was that 90s. 90s. And that's like what our childhood was. And I think we can all like recall like being able to, you know, go outside and play till dark and not have a parent around to like yeah. Hawkeye watch us to make sure nothing happened where there was, there was a sense of like the vibe. I feel like if I could just sum up in one sentence from the adults in our life was, Hey, you know, if this is as good as it's going to get, that ain't that bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then 9-11 happened. And then 9-11 happened. Yeah, it was that pre-9-11, like, mm -hmm. vibe yeah. where we well, rightfully like, got to be kids. Yeah. And we didn't have to grow up so fast. And, you know, people had experiences like this of going on the road trips and having that, you know, carefree, you know, the biggest thing you had to worry about was you know, <clears throat> who you're going to go watch the Powerline concert with at somebody's you best believe on at somebody's on house. on what what is it on pay-per-view yeah it's on paper how much do you think the Powerline concert was on pay-per-view uh, 49.99 yeah I was, I was gonna say 45.99 but how much how much were wrestling, wrestling shows pay-per-view wrestling shows back then were like between 20 and 30 but like what the fuck and you no, didn't watch like, every single one 
But like a Mike Tyson fight back then was like it was like fifty, yeah. Oh yeah. I just think they had like maybe like some Michael Jackson concerts or other things like that. Some six, and I, I want to say those skewed because those would probably be like three, three and a half hours. What kind of buy rate are we looking at? Oh, for Powerline and yeah, LA, yeah, at least like a uh, like a two point four. Where was he playing in LA? Was he playing at the Forum or did they didn't have a Staples Center? I think. I think uh, oh, they did mention where he was playing, right? Yeah. yeah I think no. I was going to make a really bad WrestleMania Seven joke and oh. there were bomb threats to move the venue, so you know they could fill out the Coliseum and didn't have to move to the LA. Uh, <laughs> uh, Samantha's pulling off the our game shelf now. The Goofy Movie board game that Funko made this past year. Beautiful. That's okay. It's it's pretty good. It might have the venue in there. Um, well, I'm selling for her. There is, I, I do want to talk about, I always look at these kids' movies now, the undercurrent that inevitably exists that's of the un, the unspoken stuff that you're not going to tackle in a kid's movie. Uh, I want to just talk out loud and see if we can all kind of come to a, a consensus on some of these things. So, Oh, it's beautiful. Um, there is not a single mom in this movie. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. Disney never had a mom. <laughs> Well, for the most part, no, for whatever reason, in all of the Renaissance movies, yeah, there was never a mom. <coughs> They're all didn't have a mom. Jasmine <clears throat> didn't have a mom. Oh, that's right. Like they—that's the whole thing. But Mullet. They like their, the stepmom was evil. Mullet. Like, that's the whole thing. But they're like their people—it's <coughs> easier to deal with. Whereas, like for whatever reason, what, I find they, it more why, scandalous. Because these are all dogs. Yeah. What the fuck, Mullet? Yeah. I they, so if I can if I can just chime in before I get. Rich and I, another couple of beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is a really strategic reason that there are no moms in this movie. We've talked about what the villain is communications. Yeah. What do moms bring to the table? Communication, that's fair. So if there are no mommy, then there is that then there is no movie because there's a lot that moms could have. Like, I I think needed out. Talk and, to your and son. Talk to your son. Talk to your daughter. To, I was know, like I was I was yeah. gonna say thank you for taking that so seriously because I was gonna say it was the nineties mullet. <laughs> they were all at the PTA meeting. <laughs> I, They're all room moms. For whatever reason, I remember it like being discussed. It's like for whatever reason, I have you know a uh, Mandela effect of Max being <laughs> like, well, that's why mom left, and it's like. Oh, shit just got real. But like that doesn't happen. She just doesn't exist. Just like Pete's wife doesn't exist. I think the reason why it doesn't exist for Goofy is because under the guise of him in this job at the mall taking pictures of babies, Goofy is probably slaying some puss. <laughs> you think he's like oh, what do you, you mean think, outside? You think that in the 90s, when 90s grunge exists. And greasy men are the ones that are getting fucked. No, that no. goofy. No. Here, yes, here's what I'm, here's what. Look at that mom after mm-hmm. he gets that girl to take those pristine pictures. And she's like, you're so good with kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Okay. All right. I see. Left her number on the receipt that they paid for. I yep. see what you're putting yes. down. Okay. I understand he it now. Roman took his son on a vacation. He is. Taking her. And showing her the perfect cast. But he doesn't talk about it. No. But he doesn't talk about it. So Pete thinks he doesn't fuck at all. Yeah. You know? And Pete, so Pete has, like, I love their dynamic as well. You know, just a couple guys being dudes. You know, six feet apart in the hot tub. uh, Wait, no, fuck. I fucked it up. Two dudes in the hot tub, six feet apart because they're they're not not gay. gay. They do do sit in a hot tub. And, dude, also, that... 
that hot tub scene is he was making jokes through it, but I was nope. like, dude, Pete's like dropping some shit on Goofy right true. now. That is a fucking heavy scene. Absolutely. With two dads <laughs> with their with their grippers out. But he's a bad father. Oh yeah. yeah. No, he's so, a terrible dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. The worst the worst guy you know made a point. Yeah. Right, right. I also have a backstory written in my head of, okay, so they both, so did their wives go leave together? Oh, man. Yo, is there a Thelma and Louise in the Goofy world to fucking write here? I also want to rewrite because uh, for whatever reason, Goofy taking pictures in a mall and Pete, like, being kind of heavier set, I want to remake the master with Goofy. There was just a lot that I saw there. I was like, give this to PTA right now and tell me it's not an incredible film i want i i was wondering why because you know this takes place obviously in like the disney universe and like we know goofy from you know his interactions with donald duck and mickey mouse with cameos in the movie right and all these other animals but why is this movie Mm -hmm. and like goofy and max and like you know max goes to an all-dog high school like there's only dogs that are featured. Like they're all dogs. Yeah. There's no other animals. So I are don't you know s- that dynamic. Are you saying that there's like a Zootopia thing going on with like segregation? Yeah. In this world? I think so. Because how else would they go to like, you know, Goofy's obviously his best friend is Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, but they're only have cameos in the movie. They're not coming over for Sunday dinner. There's no ducks or, or mice at, at the high school. Aren't there um aren't aren't uh, Mickey and Donald like like drifters? They're the like hitchhikers. They're they drifters. Yes. No. They're. They're gonna fucking chop up some. <laughs> Mickey and Donald were part of a group uh, with the murderer from from my summer vacation. Just straight Ow. murking people. Oh fuck! Ow! Oh, I just like hawks. I'm just imagining fucking Donald Duck. In a fucking tub full of ice with his fucking <laughs> a, a, a kidneys taken out, organs harvested. Ah! Uh, it was a ninety. Anything can happen. All these are going to be public domain soon. So, <laughs> oh boy, that's my spleen. <laughs> um, a couple other morbid things I had to bring up here. Uh, uh so so Max should be expelled forever, right? Oh, <laughs> he took over an assembly. I I think Yeah, I, what was the lesson that we took away from that whole that whole ordeal? Oh, what was it? Do it? Oh. <laughs> he didn't get expelled and he became the coolest motherfucker yeah. in like oh, yeah. the goddamn Tri-County yeah. area. Yeah. Got the girl, mission accomplished. Like everything worked out. Do that. It do it. Word. That it worked. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, impersonation Molly, like, you didn't think you can't it was get mad. Work. But it all went according to plan. It did. So, so here, so you know, this particular swerve joke oh. ruins, like fucking ruins me right now. Because in my notes, I wrote a line that always bothered me is, it's the goof boy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. He killed it. Forgetting that in the next scene, they're like, Max, Max, yeah. Max. I'm like, motherfucker, they swerved me. <laughs> God damn it. There's that. Uh. Also, at the end of the movie, um, so Goofy accidentally kills a security guard in the power. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Goofy murdered. Goofy, Goofy murders murdered somebody. Um, 
If you guys want to talk about it, we can, but we can also gloss over it. No, no that's yeah. the only one. I just want to point it out. That's okay. <laughs> I, I will I will I will say that to, to transition and say, hey, I just I just fucking miss good cartoon violence, <laughs> which this this movie had a good amount of. Uh also, what was it in the 90s of trying to give an established character with just one name a last name that's essentially the same first name? Goof, they, goofy? They, no, they established his name as Goofy Goof. Goofy, you did Goofy, ask, Goofy, yeah, yeah, you did ask that Goofy, during Goofy. the movie. Yeah, at least like Scooby Doo gave him the name of Scoobert. Like at least they tried to do something there. So make him Goof. Got it. There was Scoobert. Goofdefer. Goofdefer. Goof. Goofden. Goofden. Goofdefer. Goofden. I tell your mom to call you Goofdefer. Goofdefer sounds like the fourth <laughs> idea they gave to Walter before they settled on Goofdefer. Is there anything in particular um, we kind of touched on, you know, minor things, but is there any specific scenes or parts of the movie that we aren't necessarily fans of? Uh, sorry, I got two more things to, to fucking gush over. And then I have uh, nothing for your question. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Pauly Shore, holy shit. Um, just being Pauly Shore. Here's the being themselves and that is going to be against someone later on but for Pauly Shore it fucking works yeah I, I, <laughs> I, I wrote him in my LVP list because I, I, I have to mention it always when it's Pauly Shore in a movie but it transcends like <clears throat> ratings and LVP because Disney was the best that <clears throat> we're going to take you and basically just animate you and change nothing about you and in the context yeah. of what it is it's going to be perfect. They did it with Gilbert Gottfried. They did it with Pauly Shore. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it with Robin Williams. That's, of course, a Pantheon example. Yeah. But it's, he was, if he just had been that forever, we'd been like, oh, yeah, I love Pauly Shore. Like, mm-hmm. he's a great voice actor. And now, you know, he just did this, and that's it. Um, but he's got to watch Jury Duty. I'm telling you. If this is a gag and you're trying to get me to watch that movie, I'm gonna go. No, I'm kidding. Um, but if you were trying to like if you were to like family feud make a list like <laughs> his performance in that character probably is gonna be in the top four or five if you ask a random person on the street is leaning tower of cheese. Yep. Yeah. And that's fine. And it, like <clears throat> that doesn't make me mad. Uh what was your second thing, Rick? Second thing was maybe I think uh my favorite um <clears throat> Plot device, um, uh, 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 the 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 perfect cast. MacGuffin um, of the movie. It was a MacGuffin, wasn't it? <laughs> Actually, the it's a legitimate MacGuffin of the film. Rich, thank you so much for being on this You're show. Welcome. You have teed them all up. Knocked <laughs> <laughs> them all down. I subscribe. <laughs> um, uh. uh <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, not only did it pay off, it paid off in like three different fucking ways. Three, three different, different fucking ways. ways. It was yeah. so good. It, yeah. Because I, I, I think the only other time we mentioned the perfect cast was I think Mullet made uh, reference to like Goofy Lay and Throwing Hog with with the perfect cast. Oh yeah, he does the same thing with his penis. Is what yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said <laughs> introduction. I forgot. I thought initially like the most skippable part of the movie is like the Bigfoot stuff. But I forgot, number one, just how fucking funny it is. Especially when Bigfoot just becomes like an insult comic with his like <laughs> mannerisms and movements, just openly mocking them with sock puppets. Yep. Um, remember, remember, remember. 
are Goofy's feet that big? Why are we still talking about Goofy's yeah. feet? Those that grippers are nasty. That the socks are the size of Bigfoot hands. I I I don't know how to scale these characters. I had I had a uh, a, a Hawaiian shirt once with Mickey Mouse on a little island beach, mm-hmm. and uh, he had he had he had shoes off. It was the first time I ever had to think about Mickey Mouse's oh, toes. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a very similar moment with this movie. Yeah. I didn't like seeing the, the, uh, any of the goofs feet Appendages. or toes. Yeah. I didn't like seeing their phalanges. I didn't appreciate their grippers. It was, it was, and they were all stretched it, out too. They, they were, were long. Like, they were long. They could, they, they could answer really a phone. Long. They were, they Fresh were gripping. Grippers is a subset of porn sites. I don't see. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I am so glad that I fucking registered stretchedoutgrippers.org. <laughs> Calm was taken. Calm was taken. Calm was taken, you know. Uh, We're a nonprofit. I think the most skippable part of the movie is <clears throat> like everything around the, the hygiene <clears throat> that aren't the emotional conversation after the map is found. Like, I, I, can, yeah. I can give or take. You know the 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 waterfall and you know all that stuff, <clears throat> and like the the road montage, basically. Uh, yeah, the road montage I'm fine with because that's what keeps it tight. Instead of yeah. having, you know, a, a movie nowadays would have one stop thoroughly where it shows yeah. how much they're getting along, and they chew horn another song in there, and then you'd still get a montage, <clears throat> and then you get yeah. another one at the yarn place of the hotel yeah. yeah yeah um but no it's just like no they're they're having fun doing each other's things then pete's back check the map goof that's that's like six minutes that's beautiful it's all we need um also just like the efficiency of words to d- turn the whole movie on check the map goof. yeah fuck and just just jim cummings with with the fucking like that's it that's a that's that's on the the Hall of Fame reel. Yeah, like for deliveries. When when you can be this character in Winnie the Pooh, you have range. Uh, but as we get an MVP and LVP, I think we already established the MVP of this movie is Bill Farmer. Bill Farmer. Bill Farmer for sure, one hundred percent. I got to be honest. I thought coming into the movie, it's like you know what, uh, the songs are iconic. I'm gonna say Tevin Campbell. Yeah. My only other thing I wrote down on my MVP section was, does Tevin Campbell count? Because I always. No matter how much of a slam dunk it is, I always write two just for the conversation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And like just those two songs as my child. Right. Like, yes. And you can't argue that. Um, I, I, I would, I would have made an argument that yes, that counts. But by the end of the movie, I was saying to myself, Bill Farmer took this outright. Yeah. yeah. Does he still? So, yes. He, I, I was curious because if, I were to make a list of the stuff that I've ignored the most throughout Jillian's like viewing what viewing, you know, history of the past like six and a half years. She had a Mickey Mouse clubhouse phase that like I made sure to do anything else because it's, it's just very much it was when she was like one and two and it's very kitty and kind of grading and whatnot. So I wasn't sure if he was still doing it at that point. But I mean, I, I, I saw a uh, I, I, I can't speak to something like a you know, a show for, you know, one, two-year-olds, but 
there was a like a TikTok or something the other day of Bill Farmer and the voice of Mickey, I forget their name, mm-hmm. um, just in like Disneyland and just like cutting a promo basically in in character. Just the, oh well, we're hearing from Disneyland. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. All right. So Bill Farmer's MVP. Yes. yes. I really struggled with LVP in this movie because yes. we talked about <laughs> There's so many good voice performances. So James Mars, uh, James Marster, not James Marsden. Can we make it James Marsden, even though he's not in the movie? He's a um, cock. He's- Let's cock him. <laughs> cock him up. Um, he's very good as Jason Marsden. Of course, Jason Marster. I think it's Marsden. Mar- is it, is it's Marsden? the same name, but they're not related. Uh, well, he's, James Marsden should acquiesce and let him have the name. Uh, I don't think it's Pauly Shore because of how memorable and awesome he is. What? Was that? Keep going. Okay. Um, it, I have somebody written down because again, I always write somebody down, and it's because I think after her like fourth or fifth line, I was like, "Is that just so and so from this show?" And I was right, and it wasn't distinguishable from the other things she did. I have Jenna Van Oy as Stacy because it's very much that stereotypical kind of like nerdy supporting female character, mm. but that's grasping at straws. So I, I... any suggestions? Does anybody else have any suggestions for least valuable performance? Um, for performance, um, because I have man, I one name, but I want to. Um, no, you go first. Uh, I can't recall if anyone said this name yet, but you know, I said I, I really loved Pauly Shore just being Pauly Shore. It really worked for this. But Wallace Shawn just being Wallace Shawn didn't bring anything to this movie. I I didn't write him down, but I was going to because I've done it before. Because I did it <laughs> in Toy Story 2, I believe. Well, yeah. I gave it to him because it veered, like, on the Wallace Shawn scale, you know. Yeah. It always is close to tipping over into just being too much. Yeah. Uh, I, I can inconceivable. I, I can I could run with that because you know it really wasn't necessary for him to be that character in this. No, they literally you could have casted anybody. Yeah, it was almost more distracting it being him yeah. because you're imagining him. Right, you get this for this preconceived notion and like thing preconceivable. <laughs> Boy, that would have been a spit take all over the computer. Um, please, please don't. Uh, I, I, I will not. Um, I, I was going to say, what you could do is maybe cast the character, uh, cast the voice to match the character of this principal that has spiked paddles displayed hanging on the fucking wall of their office. I missed that detail. <laughs> yeah. I missed that too. It's there. On Disney Plus. So I don't know. You get like a fucking Tim Curry or some shit. Sure. Make him a little bit more sinister. And- yes. Yeah. I'm for that. All right. So are we going with Wallace Shawn then? Over Jenna Van Oy? I'm more fine with that because to Rich's point. Yeah. It's more noticeable. Whereas it's it took, way more noticeable. It, 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 took way me, more it, noticeable. it took me longer in the movie to pinpoint it and then confirm it. Whereas as soon as he's opened his mouth, he's like, oh, well, there's Wallace Shawn. Yep. The principal again. <laughs> yeah. Before, after, well, I'm sure he recorded it before Clueless, but this is the same. Uh, uh, he wasn't the principal in Clueless. He was the teacher. Yep. 
you know, if they couldn't have afforded, you know, if they couldn't have afforded uh, Wallace Shawn, they probably could have gotten for a song Curtis Armstrong, who has a very similar voice and also plays an administrator on New Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why were you looking up Curtis Armstrong? He was one of the writers on this movie. Oh, he was also right. That's kind of weird that. Wait, what? Really? He was uh wrote additional material. Oh, okay. Oh, so he did like fucking like lines and yeah, shit. Lines and punch writing and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Also, so I'm looking here, uh, we talk about the music. So the music is attributed to Carter Burwell in this movie, who is the frequent collaborator with the Cohen brothers and Martin McDonough. <laughs> the band she's been to Sharon. We got three boards. We got three more boards. It's outside of Epic. If the Banshees of Inisherin was more like this movie, I would not have fallen asleep. Pete's Bronte. Pete's Brennan Gleason, Goofy's Colin Farrell. Yo, we can just remake a Goofy movie with anything. Also, I want to point out that Pete's last name is also Pete because because the son's name is PJ Pete. Pete Jr. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, look. PJ Pete. Yep. So, so his dad's name is Pete Pete. <clears throat> I, I would never say anything bad about Rob Paulson. He was also coming into the front of my list at that performance because it's a little too like, like that piglet, you know. Is it's. It, is it weird that I'm kind of into like, let's bring back that let's bring back like richard richardson oh <laughs> i thought you were talking i thought you were admitting to us you had a, a, a weird thing for that oh no nervous no, yeah no. speaking of weird here's the thing can i bring this back up speaking of weird kinks everyone <laughs> everyone talks about max having a redhead kink uh, for this movie, but no one talks about the fact that Roxanne has a fucking nerd kink mm. right off the bat. Yeah. Like, like I mean, heavy hitter. you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ever yuck. since I heard you, the uh, yuck, uh, yuck, bitch, go watch Star Wars. <laughs> My first note was <laughs> Roxanne equals kid boners, period. <laughs> yeah. It's- it kind of nailed the design for, for like, uh, an elementary school boy, like yeah. the hair, the shorts, like it all, it all lined up. The first, the first, like the dream scene is like a little too sensual. Like, oh, the dream scene is. You, we can, we can write fucking papers on the first I, three minutes of this movie alone. This that movie, is a fucking. That is a fucking humdream. When we started is a, this movie, I legitimately said like, oh yeah, I forgot it started with a wet dream. Ha-yuck. Nocturnal emissions Barry Wyndham. <laughs> also, is that is that scene shot for shot the same as the Nutty Professor dream scene? <laughs> I actually think it is, except instead of like turning No, off, it's oh, the reverse. Nutty Professor came out this movie yeah so they ripped off the so nutty professor ripped off a goop i'm i'm fine just saying <laughs> save grippers this is the greatest movie you ever made <laughs> it everything was downhill from there yeah um all right i i i am good is there anything we haven't tackled on a goop? oh there is one thing 
because the back of the box mentioned it, and I feel like we need to address it because mm. I talked about earlier how you know this guest star project only allows for single movies. Uh, we don't own, nor have I ever seen an extremely goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. For a second, I thought never have you seen it like for sale anywhere. I'm like, no, no, no. It, it, I know. I've it. never seen it. I've never seen it either. I have. And because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> um, so uh, she is a diseased person. I'm a diseased person who loves animated films. Okay, so um, it is decent. It's not great. Which it I is think, like a 6.5 out of 10. Which would put it probably in the upper 5% of the Disney directed DVD movie. Right. It's again like it's a good like Prince of Thieves. <laughs> right. Like it oh, is. I love that one. It is like if you ever just like sit down and watch it, you're not gonna be like you're you're gonna have a good time. It's a good time. It's in the same vein as the original movie. It doesn't have nearly as much heart um and that's the only thing it doesn't have because the movie is tight it's good the the jokes are good but the heart is just not there and that's what takes it from i what i would get a goofy movie versus like an extremely goofy movie like a 6.5 gotcha yeah i'm probably gonna like put it on at some point for jillian so i can kind of like experience some of it Mm -hmm. but that stigma of it coming out in the era of Cinderella 2 and Peter Pan 2 sure. and all those. I was yeah. like, I'm, I those just are, don't. Those are not the full names. I of just those don't movies. trust. I'm putting in the layman's. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> two now Peter, I, two Pan. Now I watch those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Rich is funny. Fast pan. Fuck you too. <laughs> uh, all right, let's score time. So we always let our guests go first. So on a scale of one to ten, uh, you can go halves if you would like. What would you give a goofy movie, Charlie? We will start with you. Oh, great. Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna solidly give this like a nine point five. This is an iconic movie with great music, a tight story, great animation, great vocals. There are there is very little I can critique of this movie, and what I can critique is opinionated. So a nine point five. You you mentioned the animation, which we didn't super talk about, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> for as much a hullabaloo out uh, can be made about fucking animating water mm-hmm. during the river sequence. I found myself just kind of yes, I was fucking high, but I found myself kind of getting lost in the the style that the water mm-hmm. itself was animated in and then that that thank you for bringing that up because that also went pretty unsung i absolutely love mm-hmm. the disney afternoon style, style. like the yeah. like, yes, like it's the color classic. scheme mm-hmm. and like how vibrant and nostalgic mm-hmm. it is even in its in its current moment that it was yeah i'm i'm all for it i i agree with also, that also i miss hand drawn animation so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, also, quite a meta movie with like two Walt Disney references. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, you are correct. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it would be a perfect movie if if not for the grippers. Nine point five. <laughs> Those grippers are weird. I'm also giving it a nine point five, which is funny. It's 
I, I'm not taking the half off for the grippers. I don't know why I'm taking half off for it. Just feels right. Yeah. Like yes, it is, it is just such a nostalgic like blanket. It just I could put this on at any fucking moment and be happy and still be able to go about the rest of my day in plenty yeah. amount of time. <laughs> And I want to hear. I want to hear the song on the radio. I want to hear. I just want to jam out. Oh, I, 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 I'll yeah. say that. Which one? Which Powerline song? You had to choose. Stand to, out or eye to eye? So I pick. I, I pick, stand I, out. I pick. Uh, I pick. Like it's great. Yeah, it's I a bop. I stand out. It's stand bop. out. Yeah, stand out. Which one's the one with the rap? It's stand out, right? Stand out with yeah. the rap. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stand take out. Take a look yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just walking by. Nothing that I wouldn't do. Yeah, it's just fucking. I'm I mean, it's just, it's just it's great. I'm going to give this movie a nine and a half as well, but mine is God just a piece damn. of foggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this movie is. But it, it's just great. It's great. And especially now, like we talked about, like, yes, there's like a nostalgia factor, but then <clears throat> as parents watching this movie, we always talk about how it hits different and yeah it's timeless so like as a kid this movie hit as a adult and a parent this movie hits it's like you can't go wrong with that right it's legitimately funny after having watched it dozens of times 30 years going on yeah i'm still laughing out loud at things and i want a leaning tower of pizza I am a leaning tower of pizza. I'll give you a leaning tower. Hey, um, Rich, how many times you call? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> listen, it's also listen, listen. Um, it's also was that him acclaimed? Uh, with a, with a twin, it was like, Jr. doing a, a southern acclaim. It was Jr. doing the listen thing. Um. <laughs> Um, even even being removed from like the the parental aspect of uh of the story and all that stuff just from just like from a nuts and bolts perspective like this is it's like kind it's 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 a fucking clean machine man it's 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 it tells a fucking human story that cuts to the fucking core in, in an incredibly like efficient manner there while also wowing you with certain sequences and songs that'll mm-hmm. just, just stay in your heart for a lifetime. There are a lot of um, a point in this movie that a lot of people can't um, kind of connect to, but they can because if you can't connect that way with your parent, or if you're not a parent connecting that way to your child, you wish you were. So there are, it is the trifecta. This movie hits you regardless. Yeah, no matter what. Of, life, you, of what life is yeah. of thrown at you. Here, here's what it is. Despite, despite them being dogs, this movie is more human than some movies with human actors. Yeah. With 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 honestly though, like with the way that like mm-hmm. the characters uh interact and the way that they don't communicate. Right. And 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 things like that. Like yes, this movie it's fucking related. nails it better than so many other fucking movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Live action or otherwise. Animation is a fucking equal art form. God 
damn it. I, I can't wait for my mom to hear this. <laughs> oh, okay, Mola, could you edit? We'll be back. We'll be back next time with Homework Bound and Incredible Journey. <laughs> Yo, man, I love that movie. It's so good. Homework Bound. What? There's two different movies. <laughs> Homework Bound. Yeah, the, the 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 talking animal version because there was an original version that was kind. That of was just the, the Incredible Journey. That's just the Incredible Journey. Yeah. And then the yeah. the one that we grew up with. With um, Michael J. Fox and uh, was it Donna Michi? Donna Michi and Sally Field. Last movies, yeah. And Sally Field. Sally Field. Um, yeah. That that was Homeward Bound: Colon an incredible journey. I, my favorite thing the is that don't I think talk about punctuation in movie titles. There should be no punctuation that exists in movie titles. Thank you. I that's I I agree with that. Um, so subscribe for the movie <laughs> podcast for, for the. Women, go ahead, Charlie. <laughs> um, I recently, my dad was in the, in town, like back at the beginning of March, and and he wanted to go bar hopping very early because my dad's uh, we're all alcoholics, whatever. Um, so we went bar hopping at like uh, at like a what was it like eleven a.m. on a Tuesday or something, and we went down to Lincoln, and we sat down at this bar, and we happened to get a couple of beers, and Homer Baum was on TV, and it had just started. <laughs> And my dad was like, finish this beer. And he was like, where do you want to go? And I was like, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> you open that tab butt back up, old man. There's some apps here. We are one. Dad. We are finishing this movie. And also, by the end of it, I'm fucking bawling my eyes out. And my dad is like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. It's the dogs. And um, Shadow! <laughs> talking about... Like, just like dipping into Disney movies for a second. I went home a couple weeks ago and saw the fireworks display at Epcot. Yeah. Um, and then I was bawling my eyes out. And my mom was like, Charlie, you have to stop crying. <laughs> you were you were also like double dosing on your fucking antidepressants on, on accident. I didn't mean to. We fixed it. It's oh, fine. I've done that before. I oh my god it was happy. I was I was happy but also crying all the time I had you no were idea that what happy doing. yeah it was it, you know sometimes you need to cry it was <laughs> it was like the most beautiful thing I was like watching the greatest fireworks display ever and it just made you feel and it just, and also listening to Disney music it's and like, all the mashups the mashups oh, so good i was bawling my eyes out and my mom was like you have to stop she's 35 <laughs> and, and that's what my mom my mom said she points at me and she goes i'm sorry she's 35 years old <laughs> when, when we were when we were like you know enjoying ourselves at the end of the night and i was like hi the point was like hey do you want to put on some videos that'll make us cry <laughs> oh god we did that a few fucking months ago yep Oh, yep. like YouTube, like everyone was YouTube, like 20 minutes of the saddest scenes in movie history. I'm like, bring it on. Yeah, I was, I've been like wanting to get to a point we haven't done like a couple on couple hang in a long, long time. Yeah. But like, I've been wanting to ask like other couples, like, hey, do y'all ever just like fucking try and like go YouTube video for YouTube video, trying to make each other cry? See who cries fucking first. <laughs> I know what we're doing next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's two slingshot videos. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I'm sure there is a weird subset of slingshot videos where <laughs> it gets emotional. Pass out. It's just like I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> uh, the fucking um, god damn it, the fucking SNL sketch. Oh, so the slingshot the, sketch. Do you watch that uh, at least once a week? Also, have I made you watch that? Which one? The slingshot SNL sketch. No, we'll watch oh, it. After this. Okay. Gosh, All right. Yeah. You could tell Keenan's killed a lot of time in the fucking offices of of Thirty Rock just watching <laughs> slingshot videos. Yeah. Also, we went to the fair, the county fair, a couple <laughs> weekends ago. Oh, and yeah. It's all there. Lake I... County Fair. No, it is not. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> To I, Miami Day. I, I, I <laughs> At all. For some fucking fair rides. At out. all. But like for certain rides, like the Gravitron other ones, oh, Jillian wanted ow. me to like pretend that I was on the slingshot, like passed out. <laughs> so I had she to like. just wanted him to do that on all the rides. It was so bizarre. So she's like, she's like, do it, do it. I'm like, fine. <laughs> And it's nobody gave no, a nobody, shit. No one that was concerned. No, no one stopped <laughs> the ride. Like, hey, look at that guy. He's being funny. He's just like, what oh, fucking idiot. <laughs> also, uh, Sam, I'm glad you caught that uh, Miami Fair reference from the one line. Um, uh, there's a fun game uh, that I think it was uh, JPC's partner, Mariah, uh, started playing because she's also from Miami. Um, uh, just to just to test people uh so hey sam finish this line florida center for cosmetic surgery nothing nothing remember all right mullet best of the business for nothing (laughs) cut that part (laughs) oh no no absolutely not mullet you got it (laughs) edit mullet edit nope nope this is going straight up um (laughs) Like now it's going to be stars. stuck in my head until I figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to wake up at like three in the morning and be like, what have you done to her? Good. <laughs> you deserve it for not knowing it. Uh, well, we'll Making me. Challenges our next guest stars. There were eight <laughs> swerves in this movie, by the way. Cool. Good for you. Do you want me to recap no. them? Yes, please. No. Oh, I would love to hear them. Okay, no. I would. It's been requested here. <laughs> well, we already talked about the first swerve. Where the impression of of Powerline worked to impress uh, impress Roxanne. Pick it up. Uh, then there was a swerve. He had to cancel the date he tried to get. No, you have to look at me when I do it, though. Otherwise, it's I'm not as. Oh. I mean, he got the date, and he then he had to cancel. Yeah, but then he had to cancel. That was a yeah, swerve. Yeah, that's definitely a swerve. That's a swerve, big swerve. And then <laughs> swerve, Bigfoot. Yeah, didn't see Bigfoot coming. I didn't read the back of the box before I watched this movie, so I had no idea. Yeah, no. The coming. The, 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 the teacher in our class didn't abide by married with movie rules and read the back of the box before showing the movie. Right, right. So nobody knew what they were getting into. Then Swerve, Goofy got the first footage of Bigfoot that he then destroyed. Sorry, my hair. <laughs> yeah. That was more a tragedy than anything, but yeah, I'll, go, I'll yeah, give it a Swerve. Yeah, that was a bit of Swerve. Swerve. <laughs> Bigfoot has a sense of humor with those sock puppets. <laughs> yeah, who did see that? I mean, that's honestly, that's a scientific. No, you didn't know. You didn't know he's going to play with sock puppets. You fucking don't even fucking be try to play like that. Don't even. Don't you fucking dare. That was a swerve. Also, also, what is a tragedy if not a swerve of, of drama? <laughs> 2008 through 2014 combined right now. Are you talking 
in reference to like just your life in general or the, the hell are you <clears throat> hanging up on me yeah. why are you making this longer it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're i get to see it when the the um with the map and goofy was letting max tell him the way it's a swerve he went left he was lying oh he was gonna go he's gonna go to the right he's gonna absolve <clears throat> himself of his sin of changing the map he he, le he literally made a hard left. Yeah. Literally swerved. Literally swerved. Literally swerved. Left. Literally a hard left. And then swerved, there was a waterfall. You didn't know that waterfall was coming. Boom. Goofy didn't. Max saw it before Goofy did. Yeah, Max did. saw it, but Goofy <laughs> didn't. And, you know, if we're... Goofy's going along. There's nobody else but the... Huh? Over the and then probably one of the biggest swerves of the movie the perfect cast is the perfect dance yeah, yeah. that you already thought you got your payoff with the perfect cast when max you saved did. goofy you did but you didn't and then How swerve they create a dance craze that sweeps the nation jillian's gonna learn that perfect everybody's cast. doing a brand new down dance we, now <laughs> come on baby do the perfect cast you fucking love that one. <laughs> you going, you can't even fucking, you can't even fucking act. You're not that good an actor to begin with. You can't fucking. Richard, don't berate him. No, but it's, he's but going it's through so much. He knows he's more of a writer. He's going it's through true. so much. All right, let's not get real here. <laughs> I'm there than either of those two other things. Can we stop talking about things? I appreciate me being better at anything. But... <laughs> We can all agree he's a better dad than anything else. Oh, <laughs> He'll take it. And a shitty husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also, I was having flash forward nightmares of whatever agony I'll be in during our next guest star uh, episode in May. We will be joined by Madison Kirby. Oh, and Chicago uh, and the Bitcoin bro himself. Wait, is Rob joining too or no? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not good. Gonna do oh fuck yeah! I don't know. We don't know Maddie that well. Yeah, he's still new. Um, Elf. No, you've already oh. done Elf. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah. So so she shit. We're gonna. Figure, we're gonna what are they doing? Yeah. Shit out of luck. I'm gonna add that. I sent her. I gave her the link to the list, so we'll see what they come up with. They haven't selected anything yet. No, I literally just messaged them. Uh, earlier, uh, earlier in the month, like uh, maybe like a week ago. So we'll, we'll see what they pick. Uh, now they're going to be influenced that by. Could get pushed to June because as we've established May is. No, we don't have anything going on. <laughs> Nothing us. going on in May. Uh, we'll be housing uh, Rip and Charlie for uh, the beginning of May. Why don't we just do this then? As they visit, uh, we yeah, could've. we could have. We, we could have. Oh, that yeah. would have been fun. We could have spent time that we could be like having fun. Just yeah. many episodes. Hold, oh, yeah, honestly, we could fucking record in the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've had, uh, you guys don't have, have any experience recording in the car. <laughs> we don't figure it out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. Recorded. You don't know why I'm suddenly switched to their team. <laughs> no, no, no. They've recorded many, many. Episodes. We have recorded a lot of. Podcast in a car, just on Mullet's iPad. <laughs> just on Mullet's iPad. You said it in the in the dash, and then and you the just thing, fucking talk. Just, yeah, they just talk. Just, just a lot reading, of bullshit. Just notice reading <laughs> old magazines. Yeah, back That's when I could read in a car. 
Yeah. Oh, I get motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> we're 30 fucking six. Yeah. If I was there, I was asleep. Otherwise, you guys were just driving my car. Yeah. It was just us basically stolen your vehicle. Um, <laughs> so, our current docket is Jumanji. We have to start watching all three Jumanji movies uh, yes. with Jillian. Nice. Over the have uh, either of you seen uh, any of the newer ones? We saw Welcome to the Jungle, not yeah. the next level. Okay, I have not seen the next level either, uh, level either but boy, welcome to Jungle. I've only nice seen time. the original. I've never seen. Oh, we gotta watch. Okay, there we go. Uh, that gives us time. We gotta watch them. It's a fun time. Good, Good time. Okay. We're gonna try and start watching uh, one movie a week. Oh, yeah. We're That's gonna how do. I started for us. I, know. I think Movie Mondays is gonna be like a fun yeah. time. That's how this started for us. So, <laughs> do you it. Know? It's, a, it's, a, it's a blast. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got on the docket? Uh, we got Going to America, this uh, dollar store movie with Eddie Griffin that I bought. Because why not? Yep. We uh, don't have enough to watch. It actually looks like it got decent reviews. Which oh, shocks. cool. You're not going to do it. Get reviewed by a lot of people and the average just turned out to be okay. You're not going to do a double feature with Irish Jam? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't even know where that is because it's so thin. It's just in like a sleeve. So it's on my, it's on my, uh, my. Fell between the cracks of the floorboards. Yeah. Uh, and then we have what else is over there? I'm trying to remember. What else did we? Um, oh, this is how tired and busy and stressed and everything I am. And 36 I am. But I can't remember the other movie. Uh, oh, Florida Project. Oh, and the Florida Project. Oh, oh. that's. Oh. Which I. Uh, not, oh. uh, I've never recently. seen yeah, it. I've seen never it. seen it. And then we'll do whatever. Hopefully, Maddie and Robin do. But if they get pumped to June, we'll bump to June. And we'll uh, figure it out because June's when things have to calm down over oh, right here. Uh, and probably shouldn't have said that because immediately um, stuff started coming out. So cool. That is going to do it for this. Uh, hey, Mullet, what's the last great thing you've watched? The last great thing that I've watched? Yeah, it's how fantasy ends every interview with a filmmaker. God. Uh, uh, Movie wise? Uh, anything. Same for you, Sam. What's the last great thing you've watched? Anything. Uh, the last great thing that I watched. Oh well, when I was uh, when I was taking a shit earlier, <laughs> I was watching. Sorry, <laughs> I um was watching. Charlie does not appreciate that, man. I hated that. You didn't have to Rich, share the bathroom with Rich. Shits on me all the time, and it's weird. Well, he farts on me all the time. It was it, it was also it was a bad weekend because we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, by the way, don't go to Chuck E. Cheese. Well. They don't have a child. Don't go to Chuck When you have a child, don't go to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, here's the thing. Weirdly enough, Johnny wants us to go to Chuck E. Cheese regardless. Because no. he just wants to go eat pizza there. No, one, Apparently. They need to have a kid with you, number one. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I found oh. College, because we, we almost wanted to do it. And we called, and they're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole, I think, whole pedo thing. Right. Charles Entertainment Cheese knows what he's doing. Uh, we did it because uh, Julian had been a couple times with uh, her. Yeah, with, in Aventura. Yeah, in a much better part of town than where we went in our town. Uh, Pine the ride worked. The pizza sucked. Uh, we should just go into game time because it's much better. and it's Or Dave and Buster's is better. Uh, we went because of the propaganda that was that last week tonight video that fully yeah. worked on us. Uh, <laughs> wanting to experience uh, the, the, the whole mess of it all. Uh, there's a TikTok account. Uh, where it's just some guy that runs the animatronic band at a bootleg Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just makes videos of him like booting up the different sequences on like the fucking floppy disks that take like 30 minutes to load up. Yeah. 
It's incredible. It's it's psychopathic. But um, how do we get on the subject? I don't remember. The oh, my poop. Thing. The last great thing I watched. Oh. <laughs> was your poop? No, I was watching. <clears throat> uh, I was watching uh, this uh, wrestling video. Uh, this top ten countdown uh, from these uh, this uh, British wrestling YouTube channel that I like called Russell Talk. They were uh, breaking down uh, uh, a list I haven't seen done a lot. The best pre-show matches in uh, wrestling history. And that was a good list. <clears throat> I forgot about that. What was the last cool thing you watched? That's the last. Uh, that's the last no. great thing you've watched. Um. So I watched this show called Traders on Peacock, and it it's a reality show. And I was skeptical at first, and it turned out to be a great show. I'm just gonna say that. My real answer is beef. I just don't want to repeat. Well, and I also, I, I think last week tonight is uh, fantastic. Yeah. I think it is great every week. Um, so that as well. But tra- you should check out Traders because it has a, um, some reality stars and some non-reality stars. And it's, it's a really, really good show. And Alan Cumming hosts it. And it's fantastic. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. What's the last great thing you've watched, Charlie? Um, honestly, like Jury Duty is is really fucking good, but also like in the same vein, I think if we're talking about shows that have left like a lasting impression on like my head, uh I I know it's been a while since we've watched this, but the rehearsal fucked me up. Like the rehearsal was so good. You gotta watch it. You have to watch it. I never even watched Nathan for you. So yeah, I you don't, don't. You don't. I don't. I went back and we. tried to watch it, and I still don't like Nathan for you. Yeah. yeah. But the rehearsal, you gotta, you it's, gotta just watch it. Is, it is even my. I remember um, when we watched it. I told my dad after we finished it. I I called my dad. I was like, Hey, we always tell each other show recommendations. He keeps telling me to watch Yellowstone. No, I'm not gonna do that. That's an that's an old white man show. You already live with a rip. Um, and then I I I told him I was like, you need to watch the rehearsal, and he finally did it. And I remember he called me in the middle of the day at work and was like, I just finished the rehearsal. Can you talk about it? And I was like, No, I'm at work. He was like, <laughs> call me immediately after work because I oh, have wow. to talk about this this show with you and i was like absolutely i will 100 because it's it's a really it's a good fuck you show yeah it's it's on the list yeah uh a show that i meant to mention what feels like a day ago um but there's one particular sequence from the medieval episode of the show on netflix Kunk on oh yeah Kunk on earth is also really really that is truly one of the one of the greatest television sequences, one of the best one shot sequences I've yeah. seen in a while because of how much it does with your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so simply, and also just it's so impressive how the show is like basically the same joke that just keeps ramping itself it, up. It's just, it's the same joke <clears throat> over and over and over. And, and then there's like it? three re- recurring jokes yeah. throughout each episode that are also just like you've just fucking forget it's about. It's fucking, it's Kong Kong Earth is. is- Fucking right. incredible. Yeah. Okay. The list keeps growing and growing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Until then, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Ruiz. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check out bonus <coughs> if it's still there, at patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. Uh, Patreon is what I just said. Uh, Facebook.com slash movies at MarriedWMovies on Twitter, MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Don't start to think of the show. Uh, for me, Unless you are the director of Space Invaders. Oh, okay. My DMs are open. Yes. But you're blocked, dog. Sorry. <laughs> you can email me at uh, your movie sucked at gofuckyourself.com. Uh, Where can they find you? At your host, Mom38 on Instagram. They can find you. At Jam with your Sam. For all your bluey memes. For and, my bluey memes. Uh, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash popwoggle. Hopefully, I will get this week's episode typed and finished. Uh, what year are you in? I'm I'm done with 1997. I what? I typed 1997 out yet. So I need to do DX and Starcade 97, and then I'm done with 97. And then I'll be in 1998 until the end of this year. I wonder why you know so much. Until the end of the century. Yeah. Wrestling pay-per-views for your viewing or your reading pleasure. Rip and Charlie, tell the people what you got going on. You go first? Sure. Uh, you can find me on all socials at Rich Cammy, including TikTok and Letterboxd, where I'm currently most active um <clears throat> uh at the whack pack live on twitch and youtube and uh and other socials as well for uh my card content uh rich gammy also for my ebay it's on fucking fire right now um and uh, uh what else do i got going on uh, other podcasts blank slate when we get to it um and uh franchise surprise uh, we're taking a hiatus right now but we will be back um with indiana jones when that comes out uh actually no fast x uh i believe is first right i think it comes out in like may beginning of june yeah yeah Yeah, so fast x uh and then indy um and then indy's the next full season that's what that is um and then live uh you can catch me uh uh performing with comedy sports uh, as part of their league night uh, with minor league um, uh, uh, in late May and then throughout June. I'll also be uh, part of their house party shows uh, throughout June as well. Um, yeah, uh, uh for tickets. All the shows are at uh, Piper's Alley for the time being. There might be something uh, coming up down the pike. Oh, yes. Hello. My name is Charlie and uh, I write movies and uh, I officially think I can talk about this. Uh, I just wrote a movie that's going through production and it's going to be filmed in October. Uh, follow me on social media to be, uh, you know, like informed on everything that's going on with the movie at Charlie and Will uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm rarely on Facebook, but you can find me there. Uh, Charlie with an L Y and with an E Will with uh, two L's. And uh, yeah, it's been such an exciting process, and uh, we'll 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 see how it progresses and goes. But as of right now, um, that's where you can find me on all my social media, and you can find like all my scripts and stuff. And uh, we'll see where that. Yeah, I was gonna say Appalachia is not still up on blacklist. It's- Appalachia is still up on blacklist. Okay. Um, but uh, I, you know, hopefully, if I get into this, uh, the Netflix producer that yeah. I've been working with. 
uh, and maybe he'll see it's this other script. It's been a whole thing. But right now we've got this other script that's in production being filmed in October. It's going to be a great time yeah. uh, with this local um, production company down in Mexico. And it's it's going to be awesome. We need to chat next weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk some writer stuff. With this, so we'll, <laughs> sure. We'll let these assholes talk about uh, we're gonna just shit all over you Drew. yeah we're just gonna come up with new ways to fucking torture your ass yeah that's our favorite <laughs> pastime we've been doing this for 16 years i think we're shouldn't good. you be so fucking lucky that all we do is fucking it's all about you yeah you yeah. yeah you guys are interesting or funny without me so there you go mm, we're just that's one of the funniest people that i know yeah i was gonna say i'm probably one of the funniest people that i know yeah, I would agree with you. I'm not looking for a compliment. Guys, who gave you guys your You just wanted me to suck your dick. Shut the fuck up. Samantha <laughs> Ashley. It's me, Charlie. I'm also still here. <laughs> I was gonna go. I was gonna go watch that girl's movie, but now uh, I did. I'm gonna watch some of those generation sketches up on, up on that YouTube. Totally forgot we did technically watch another movie, and I'm gonna talk about it for 30 seconds. We watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Forever. Oh yeah, I was talking to Johnny about that the other day. Oh man, that was that was what I cried and I couldn't remember. <laughs> I heard it wasn't great. It's not. It's not great. It's, it's yeah. It's. It's the Power Rangers three yeah. years after they couldn't already act. Yeah. It's, it's, but the nostalgia of watching it with Jillian sure. and her getting it and asking questions that I couldn't answer because I didn't know what half the things they were talking about because it was sure. referencing things that I didn't watch. It was it was fine for what it was. It was, you know, it was nice. Yeah. It was it was it was it was fine. So wanted to wanted to point that out. So my dick too. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was funny. Thanks. Rip, Charlie, any, any final thoughts? No, I don't have a thought in my head. Nah, man. I'll probably be texting you from the Heat Bucks game tomorrow night. <laughs> Are you legitimately going to it? I am probably going to it. How far is it? It's like two hours away. Two hours away. Oh, I didn't know it was that close. Yeah, Milwaukee's like super close to yeah, Chicago. Super, close. When you, super when you cute. Joke, I was like, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> no, no, like straight up, like. It's crazy that there are as many professional sports teams that close to each other between Chicago and Milwaukee. Because yeah. we like took a day trip uh, to, Milwaukee. to Milwaukee like during COVID, yeah. and it was fucking delightful. It's a gorgeous little city. It's I I feel bad anyone from Milwaukee's going to be like motherfucker. It's a real city, but it's like you know it's like it's like a mini Chicago, which I'm sure they fucking love to hear. Uh, but it's got like a river and everything, and it's right on the lake. And, and minis, they have skyscrapers, but they're like, but they're not as tall. Than. And so the, it, it literally looks like a mini, like Chicago. Yeah, well, we got some of the tallest skyscrapers in the world. This isn't a, like it's nothing. It's not a bad thing to have shorter skyscrapers in Chicago. It's a perfect. It's a normal thing. That was the most demeaning combination of of tone and hand gesture about their little. <laughs> Know, like you demeaned it so much. Look, Milwaukee is adorable. <laughs> I thought for a second there, I thought you were going to turn into look. Milwaukee is great. They got good cheese. Their fans are great. But they, they got they, some. Uh... No, no, I'm just saying, like the San Antonio, but they do got they do got some terrible ass sports season. Uh, but yeah, also like tickets are like fucking 30 bucks to get in the door. So it's like, it's going to cost me more in gas to get there. Well, thanks for bringing up NBA so I can end this depressed as hell. Rich. No, man, they're going to do it. They're going to come back. Like you weren't already 
depressed. I mean, they are down 3-1 now, so anything can happen. Oh, yeah, anything is possible. It's only ever going to happen once in a lifetime. What the fuck did I do to you? Exist. <laughs> this is Mullet. Signing off for this week's episode of Mary with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch slash table slash the other table. I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Slash like my parents. You're like We're like your parents? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are nothing like our parents. Trust me. That is a good thing. <laughs> Some people settle for the typical thing Living all their lives waiting in the wings It ain't a question of it, just a matter of time Before I move to the front of the line Once you're watching every move that I make You gotta believe that I got what it takes To stand out Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.